0: Welcome to The Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there.
1: Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi everyone, it's Elizabeth Stevenson. I'm the founding partner of New Direction Family Law. Sarah, Jane, Hank, my law partner's out sick today, so Jen is standing in and filling in and doing a great job. So thank
0: you. Yeah, absolutely. We miss you, though. We do, Sam. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Who's with us today, Jen? We have the, one of the sweetest souls that I have ever met and that I've had the pleasure of knowing for the last, I think, six ish years. We have Miss Kristen Durange, who is the executive director of Safe Child, which is an organization here in Wake County, it stands for Stop Abuse for Every Child. We're so thankful to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. I know that you have been the executive director since twenty fifteen, but you have been a part, a very special part of Safe Child for quite a bit longer than that. First of all, thank you for being here and just tell us about your journey with Safe Child, how you got to where you are now. I'm gonna reverse the gratitude because <laughs> it is
2: always just a gift when someone says we want to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. Um, representing Safe Child and representing children and families in our So thank you for the opportunity. And you're right. I've been in this role specifically since 2015, but fortunately Stump on Safe Child in 2003 when I was trying to just check a box and get out of graduate school in State. <laughs> and what was checking a box became a life a metamorphosis. And at that time, I had three children, now have four. And it has been not just a career. It's been what has really enhanced um, my ability to be present, patient, and nurturing mom.
0: I love that. And I will say, I feel like Safe Child I started out with uh, with the Young Ambassadors Program and still involved with that, but I've had the pleasure of being in a few different af- avenues with it. And then Elizabeth, of course, sits on the board this year. But it's just such an organization that kind of Wraps you in their arms mm-hmm. and you never want to leave. Like it's an ama- <laughs> it's amazing work that unfortunately there is a very, re- so it's, but just to be a part of that and the programs that Safe Child provides are amazing. And on top of that is April 1st, which is uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month and it's Wear Blue Day. Sorry, Joe, we didn't give you the medal uh, to wear blue. Uh, Joe, sorry. <laughs> I'm wearing a jean. There you go. Oh, okay, jeans. There we go. <laughs> so what does uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month, what is Safe Child doing with? Child Abuse Prevention Month. I hope
2: that we are raising awareness to prevent child abuse 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. That is our mission. That is our goal to always prioritize children's and families' welfare. Specifically, it is nice to have a month of recognition, awareness, a time to celebrate, a time to acknowledge that raising children is the toughest job and opportunity, one of the most precious and special. But to do that role and do it well requires partnership. It requires support from all kinds of different places and spaces and people. It requires a willingness to know what you don't know and seek that help. And our goal as an organization as Wake County's lead child abuse prevention agency is to, during the concentrated period of time and weeks, is for our community to celebrate children and to really um, celebrate the strengths that all families have to focus on what's uh, strong and not what's wrong and build upon those strengths. But to recognize that there's a reason that Safe Child exists. Not every child in our community has the opportunity to grow up in an environment that's free of abuse and neglect. And we need to acknowledge that abuse and neglect is very prevalent, not just in our community, but nationwide and, and worldwide. And it is our responsibility as adults to be protectors of children, to be able to know and recognize when something's not quite right and a child might need our support and where to go, Or that support and what to do and who to report to when there's a concern.
1: And I I love the way you put the positive spin on it.
2: I've known Safe Childhood since inception. I was a
1: social worker in a former life and worked for (laughs) Prevent Child Abuse, North Carolina. And I remember Marjorie and opening and it was so little and it was the first of its kind around here. And people just didn't know what to do with it. And now to see it grow the way it has, it's just amazing. But we put what strikes, strikes me with you is that there's so much shame around it, not just around if you were a victim or a survivor, but if you're a, the the person, the perpetrator. Instead of offering services and help like Safe Child does, most of the time within our society, we punish and blame, and that doesn't stop the cycle
2: of anything. So how does Safe Child help in that way? In situations where... um A family might be involved in the judicial system or law enforcement. Mm -hmm. To your point, Elizabeth, they're not going to learn to be a parent better equipped to be in that role by going to jail. Correct. And so Safe Child has been a very strong, loyal partner to our judicial system Mm -hmm. as being the solution. You may have made a decision. As a mom or dad or caretaker, Mm -hmm. could be a grandparent, could be an aunt, uncle, you name it, that may have not been in the best interest of a child. They know our court system, law enforcement, child welfare, know that Safe Child is an organization they can have engaged with the family and work with them through parenting classes, through one-on-one mentorship, through home visiting. And we really believe in the promise can be looking forward, not looking in the rearview mirror and focusing on what's wrong, but really looking for what are opportunities to restore and repair, rehabilitate, and put in tools and safeguards and knowledge and information. I just want to almost go run and hide when I think about how little I knew when I had my first child Mm -hmm. 24 years Mm -hmm. ago. And what I know now, and there's no way I should have gone home with that baby. <laughs> I hear
1: you. <laughs> no way. I know. You know, we always used to say, you have to take a test, get a driver's license, do this and that. But you don't. Like you say, you could just take this human being home. You don't, nobody's taught you how to take care of them. And I had great support. And I was fortunate. And there are so many people who do not have that. And it's not that they want to hurt this child or they want to do this but they
2: don't have they don't know what else to do Exactly some of the biggest protective factors that decrease child maltreatment or the likelihood that child maltreatment can occur is having positive social connections, Mm -hmm. family and non-family. That's such a huge protective factor. When adults are socially isolated and they don't have someone to turn to, that creates a very toxic environment. Mm -hmm. And so the social connections are really important.
1: COVID in the last two years affected this epidemic is what I call it.
2: Well, when you think about how powerful and impactful social connections Mm -hmm. are, and we have been forced not just once but many times over the past two years to retreat Mm -hmm. in isolation most of us in our homes some of us have not have homes to retreat to and what has been that solution and be trapped in your reality Mm -hmm. and and your reality may have not been too great going Mm -hmm. into that and even if it was strong we aren't used to being in that situation. Families every day experience challenges and pressures that have to be navigated. And existing in a pandemic, it, it was almost like throwing gas and, and already lit fire. Mm-hmm. And, and not being able to then avail yourself of community resources, right. of even your neighbor
1: right? that's across right. the
2: street, right. having parents come in. Over 34 babies or an average of 34 babies are born a day in Wake County. And think okay. about bringing a new baby home and, and people can't come in and support, and support you, you and a,
1: help you. What are So how did you, did, were you guys able to provide services? Were you able to continue to help the community during that time?
2: It was very scary. We thrive as an organization and being in person with other human beings. I mean, that's how we do our best work. It's very relational. As a nonprofit, it's a challenge to have sophisticated technology. I'm very proud of where we have traveled over the past two years. We knew nothing about virtual platform. Maybe... Well, none of us did, really. (laughs) Maybe five, maybe seven of our 25-member staff had laptops. We didn't even have the equipment. Right. And even the knowledge. But we knew that we didn't have a choice. We had to find a way to remain connected to families and children in our community. And there were some moments of figuring things out, but we've done it and we've done it really well. And I think there are many capabilities from a service delivery perspective that will actually sustain. Because we found that it's either more efficient or more effective. More realistic for families, particularly if they're transportation right.
1: if they can't get to a class, then this is a perfect way to do that. Yeah,
2: that way. Part of what I've learned
1: being on the board in Safe Child was this this issue or theory about resilience.
2: What can you say about that? Because that was really eye opening for yeah. me. In a quick little summary, I mean, resilience <laughs> it is, it is that ability to bounce back, right? And resiliency is something that you can build and restore. And, and sometimes those skint knees and those life lessons are the things that allow us to become more resilient the next time we face right. adversity. And so, you know, that's what we talk to families about. We honor, and we're very realistic, um, about the reality of adversity they might experience. And work with them on, okay, next time this happens, what are some of your coping abilities to Mm -hmm. be able to be resilient and to be able to really face what's going on and work through what's going on versus it completely depleting you and putting you out of commission. And people don't realize that
1: even emotional, verbal abuse, that. That takes a toll on people, and it has lifelong effects like PTSD, depression, anxiety, all of those sorts of things. So it's, it, you don't have to hurt somebody. You don't have to put a bruise on them. It, it can still
2: be child abuse, right? Yeah. One of the more powerful things that I read once is, was there was a child who was a young adult at the time suing accounting for a lot of money for what he had experienced in the foster care system because it was not safe for him to remain in his biological family. And you can't see. Right. When you just look at a person, the trauma and the pain and the suffering they may have experienced emotionally. You can't see some of the physical injuries, many of the physical injuries. And he said, for what reason are you making this claim? And he said, for the scars in my brain. And he didn't mean the literal scars in mm-hmm. his brain, the figurative scars in his brain that are permanent. And we know that adverse childhood experiences, if you do not have an organization like Safe Child, to mitigate those, that adversity and to redirect a child's path, those become permanent developmental brain damage. And put a child in a arrested state of development where that's very difficult for them to grow to their full potential.
1: And that has consequences for everyone, for the criminal justice system, for employment, for all of that. And we're such a society of pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. What's wrong with you? Why can't you do this? So to see this model that Safe Child has grown and nurtured and raised to put a positive on it and nurture even those parents that may have failed or faltered, I guess you could say, is really... Is that something that you see that's changing all over
2: the country? Is this a model? It definitely is a model. I, I do think it's um, it's woven into the fabric of the American culture, to be perfectly honest. That's who we are as Americans, right. are the strong, bold, and the beautiful. And, but I do see that there is a trend of more proactive outreach seeing the first thing we say to a family when they reach out to Safe Child is thank you for calling and tell us how we can help you today. We even put them, empower them right from the beginning mm-hmm. to tell us we don't claim to always be the experts of the other people's lives. Right. We need to hear their life script right. and see how we can partner together. And so I do see a shift, but I also know that there's a lot more work to be done. Does it ever get, ever just feel tired? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Why am I why am I doing this? No, so it is if there's ever like a glimmer of tiredness or exhaustion, and it's just a glimmer because that is what's so beautiful about children. you they are so forgiving. Mm-hmm. They are so loving. And you know that they can have a beautiful childhood. They can have a bright future. We just have to be willing to be there for them, and we have to be willing to show up. And when I see the courage, That children demonstrate and model for us as adults. And as an attorney, Elizabeth, it's the same way I answer questions when people ask about testifying, particularly in a jury trial. Right. I think if a child can get in the stand and talk about the worst things that have ever happened in their life, it's my responsibility to show up for that child. Right. So it is much more of an exhilarating, motivating, energizing position to be in. I will say my hardest moments are on Friday afternoons like today. So you <laughs> help me escape. But it is very difficult on Friday afternoons to know that I get to go home. Right. And the trauma that we have stewarded all week long that we'll face again on Monday, I get to put a little bit of a pause in that. And that's always been really hard for me.
1: yeah it is hard because you're such a loving and giving person it's hard not to internalize in that sometimes and and we have that in our profession too people come to us not in the place that they are with you but for them it's the worst place in their lives and we take a lot of that too and we see a lot of children who are caught in the middle And safe child has provided lots of support for our clients all clients the court our domestic family court uses you guys they love you and the, the support you provide for the community is just valuable. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever known a friend that's gone through some sort of a custody dispute, you can imagine how stressful it is. Or if you've gone through a custody dispute yourself, child custody disputes can be one of the most stressful and exhausting times of divorce for you and your children. You know your children best, and it's important that you know your legal rights and options and have a say in what's in the best interest of your children. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients in child custody matters. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you're going through a child custody matter or you have a loved one that is, let us be strong for you so you can be strong for your children. Give us a call today at 919-719-3470 to schedule an initial consultation or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com.
1: What do you offer for parents and how can what can they take advantage of and how can they find you guys and... That sort of thing.
2: The first important thing to highlight is it is very easy to access services at Safe Child. A parent doesn't even have to make a phone call anymore if they don't want to. You can go directly to our website at safechildnc.org. You can fill out a program registration form. You, as someone seeking support and help, don't have to know what it is you're asking for. Our intake coordinator will receive that request. To register in a program and call and learn a little bit more about what is needed and match a family to the right program. We offer several different parenting classes, all of which are free of charge. So there's also not a financial um, barrier Mm -hmm. to receive services. These are all parenting classes that are anywhere from 10 to 13 weeks. So wonderful structured curriculum, Mm -hmm. great qualified facilitators, but also in those classes you get very robust peer-to-peer awareness. And when you're sitting next to someone who may have been a stranger, when you've walked into class or that program for the first time, and that person is a peer, not necessarily a professional facilitator saying, yeah, I've been there, done that. Right. And this has worked, worked really well, but don't try this. It really bombed. <laughs> um, and so we do a lot of work with new families that mm-hmm. are bringing those babies home for the first time. That's a home visiting mm-hmm. program. We work also with those caregivers when they're struggling with more than just the baby blues and and around perinatal anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. And we also have just an incredible school-based program Mm -hmm. um, called Funny Tummy Feelings, and we are in every Wake County public elementary school and many charter and private schools where we help children understand um, the difference between their pleasant emotions Mm -hmm. and unpleasant emotions and empower them with the knowledge that they have when they're experiencing a yucky funny tummy feeling, Mm -hmm. when someone might be doing something that's harmful or hurtful or just they don't feel as quite right. And finally, on the other end of, say, primary prevention to tertiary mm-hmm. prevention, we do provide medical evaluations for children in our community where there are concerns of abuse and neglect have already occurred. Just a lot, I think, to, the takeaway from that is we're not a one-size-fits-all right. organization. Mm-hmm. And we know that families have many different needs at different stages of a child's life. So we oftentimes work with families more than once because what, what they're dealing with when it's a little You're new right. or it might be very different when they're a teenager. <laughs> that, that it will be.
0: <laughs> I loved earlier, Kristen, did you mention the Adverse Childhood Experiences or ACEs for short? Right. And it was 2019. I feel like everything is pre-COVID and right. now post. Are we post-COVID? I don't know where we are now. But was the TED Talk video of Dr. Nadine right. Burke. And she, you know, really brings a medical and scientific thought process and and statistics and everything, which I think is what people rely so heavily on to believe that something is true and accurate. And so watching that was very powerful for me. And I think it's had the same effect on a lot of people that have. have I've done the ACEs questionnaire. And I think people in these situations, when we talk about child abuse and neglect, they think of the absolute worst. And that's what you know happens. But all of us have really, if you ever take the questionnaire, for instance, with working in a family law firm, divorce is an adverse childhood experience. And so we see that. And then to your point about resilience, too, because I know with the ACS initiative, then we've got the piece of it with Safe Child, too. And that I think that's one of the biggest things in our line of work that sometimes keeps a very either a toxic or an unhappy couple together is because they're very afraid of how it's going to affect children. But again, it, if with the right support and everything, kids are resilient. Yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a change. But with the right support, it's much better to, you know provide that happy, nurturing environment if that is in two separate households right. instead of, of one. So, it Elizabeth, like you said, everything is just so connected <laughs> from, from every angle.
1: I know. So you're talking about all these programs. You're in every Wake County school. You have a staff of 25. What do y'all do? Just
2: multiply it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for volunteers? I know you are. Yeah, we can't survive without our volunteers, right. and you're one of them, and so are you, Jen, <laughs> and you're both volunteers. So we do use volunteers specifically with our programs. We've used them a little bit less over the past two years right. because we've been mostly virtual. That is slowly but surely changing. We're getting back in person with our parenting programs and in our all of our mm-hmm. programs. So always looking for volunteers. That's another part of our world that you can find about on right. our website right. for sure. And then really, in the horizon for Safe Child is there's only one of us. And while there are other wonderful nonprofits in Wake County that are doing support for families, they're in a different sphere. It may be housing insecurity, right. food insecurity, mental health, different things like that. And we as an organization um, already going into the pandemic, we're struggling to mm-hmm. keep up with the demand that this community had for Safe Child Services. So our board, and Elizabeth being one of our incredible board members, is really strategically planning the future and how to expand and increase our capacity. We do use a lot of contract workers mm-hmm. in addition to who's um, and our staff, and that's another way that we deepen our bench. Mm-hmm. And we can make sure that we can be available when needed. Right. But the really hard part to sleep with at night is when families and children specifically are having to wait for right. the help that safe child can provide them. We just don't have, have the, the capacity. capacity.
1: And you don't think about, you talk about, we think about Wake County or I do of Raleigh, Carrie, but we're talking rural. You leave 10 miles from here and it's a whole different world. So you've got to have quite the challenge in that respect. I, I call think. it Wake
2: Country. <laughs> yeah, sort <of>
1: Wake
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, we work with every, every different municipality, town in Wake County. The city Raleigh, you know, is the largest, right? So, and then carry a second, right? Oh, that's interesting. In terms of the when we look at the families and where they come from.
1: So, what's you've been doing this a long time? What's the what's a good nugget of advice that you can give parents that are struggling? Just being a parent, as you said, is hard. I have a one and only, and that about well, made me tear my hair out. <laughs> so,
0: can imagine having four? I have dogs, and I will take these tips as well. And thank you.
1: What can you leave us with that you've learned? over the years working with families that are in really some tough spots
2: i just do not need to have all the answers yourself and being help receptive and help is not about being weak it it has nothing to do with being weak and so i think really availing yourself of other people guidance education it's really what allows us to be the best person that we could be in any role and that is the best gift that we can give to our kids really is to we have the the blessing if you have children in your life but it can't begin and end there and I think really the one thing that I've seen is knowledge is power it's empowering mm-hmm. and it's not just knowing information it's a buying information and that's where safe child really um i think shines Mm -hmm. in individuals lives is that we're not just saying do this right we're sharing information we're modeling how to utilize that information we're practicing how to use that information we're celebrating the victories and we're giving grace right When maybe things are tough and finding alternatives i think being receptive And open to you don't have to know everything, but you should be willing to avail yourself to evolve in this role of raising a human being.
1: Right. I'm sitting here thinking about all the things I did wrong. And so I think as a parent, sometimes you have to give yourself some grace and know that to forgive yourself in that
2: way. It's like somehow mine turned out okay. (laughs) Okay. Despite me, (laughs) you know. So I was, um, and, changing roles. I've had a couple different jobs at Safe Child and I was having a closing opportunity with a group of families I'd been working with for many years and they were going around and saying things that I'd said through the years that really Mm -hmm. stuck with them and this mom said the best thing you ever told me Kristen is that you lose your sparkle after 8 p.m. and she (laughs) said it's true I lose mine too and what's my family new? everything was bad the sparkle was gonna (laughs) get real dull after 8 p.m and and I I had that self-awareness my family knew it and we kind of worked things around yeah I love that
0: yeah I think I mean I don't have children one time I was a child and for me I think too is just looking back as a kid and I was for the most part was very blessed to be in a very healthy and loving and nurturing relationship um with my parents and there there were some bumps along the way with my biological father and my mom but I don't hang on to those points those aren't the memories that stick out most in my mind when I think of my parents and although I think mom guilt and dad guilt is very real (laughs) that I think sometimes parents are like I've seen my mom do it to herself and I've seen my friends who are parents with themselves that they're so hard and they hang on to all those negative moments but here their children are remembering the times that you know, me and mom were baking cookies in the kitchen or the right. times that me and dad were out there throwing the football or if mom has to do it too or if dad has to do it too because sometimes right. you've got to do dual roles. And I, as a formal child, I'm still a child. I still have my, very blessed <laughs> to have my <laughs> parents, not. but would say to parents, just remember that those are the things that the kids are, that your kids are remembering right. too and they're hanging on to that. So again, just give yourself your grace. grace. Yeah. exactly. Okay. We,
2: we did have a mom recently and I used to quote something, but she, one of her epiphanies working with Safe Child was, she said, when my daughter looks back and reflects in her childhood and reflects in me as a mom, I really need to think about what I want her to remember right. about her experience and about me. And, and that's not about being perfect. And that's not about it always being sunshine and rainbows right. in our households. It is about also at times where it's difficult saying, sorry that mommy fell from grace today. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't. I lost my sweetness. And you move in from it. Right. Kids also
0: learn from that. Well, as
2: modeling. I do that, too. I always throw me under the bus.
1: I'll take my sword. It just makes you feel better. And it does model for them, I think.
0: Because you're learning, too, that it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah, All learning opportunities. (laughs) Kristen, thank you so
1: much for being here. We really appreciate it. And all the work that you provide for families and children in North Carolina is just immeasurable. There's no way to say thank you.
2: And one person representing countless others who have incredible hearts and um just so thankful to be one small part of a great organization, and a great community and so thankful for y'all giving me this opportunity to talk to them.
0: Yeah, and please, if you're interested in learning more in-depth information about Save Child, please go to savechildnc.org, or they are quite active on now. It's been a new thing in a few years, but I'm glad you guys have really gotten into social media. Yeah, Thanks to cool. Holly. Shout out to Holly. Oh. To find out more about Save Child, there are events all over the community, especially now with things opening back right. up to that, to in small ways. the Young ambassador just hosted one at a local brewery last night. Really appreciate the community support and really invite you guys to find out more about Save Child and all the way you can get involved and support your community that way
1: yeah, oh. no. thank you Kristen we appreciate it thank you yeah, good.
0: thanks for listening this episode is complete
1: visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on Facebook Instagram and YouTube for more resources and information and remember with change comes empowerment